0: Here we go. I knew. I knew something had to happen. It's episode 20, Allison. You should be ready. Face the volume up. I told you
1: I
2: was going to do something
0: interesting. <laughs> there it is. Welcome, Allison. Episode number 20. Oh.
2: 20. Fancy. Yeah.
0: So you say you're going to say do something special other than. <laughs>
2: Mess up messing up our music. up the music
0: up at the beginning. Yes. What do you have?
2: I, I came back from the beach with a tan. Oh, you got a great Very tan, special. let me tell you. Yeah. Is that natural? It's all natural. Yeah, no,
0: I never understood. In other we words, we were talking beforehand about buttocks and stuff and all the stuff that women do To I don't understand why would you go and get yourself a salon tanning if you live in South Carolina?
2: Well, because it was cold till mid-January. I get it, mm-hmm. but no mine i went to the beach so went to the i went to the beach but i came back for episode 20. again again again
0: so yes. what do we have for episode 20 Allison Parler?
2: so when you told me we were interviewing a home inspector i was mm-hmm. like man we do this every week mm-hmm. we talk to home inspectors but i'm so excited because this guy is from charleston and he inspects the historic homes down there and you can tell i'm like really excited to to pick his brain about these houses
0: all right, I know you're so excited, so how about we just play the interview, right? Yes. All right. And David Vaughn, we're back to the unpronounceable names. <laughs> how do you spell Vaughn? V-A-U-G- I was about to ask that. Just like
2: Stevie Ray, man.
1: V-A-U-G-H-A-N. That A is important. Ah, <laughs> oh, G-H-A-N. There you go.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that Swedish? Is that, uh, do you know where it's, com- where it's from? Last uh, it's actually Welsh. The
1: story goes there there's two uh spellings of vaughn uh the
3: way i spell it the way my family spells it is, is the uncommon way uh, the way it's usually spelled is v-a-u-g-h-n and the story goes that uh, the vaughn clan the welsh vaughn clan that spelled it without the a was were a bunch of uh, rapists and murderers
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, the family members that wanted to separate
3: themselves from from that clan wanted to maintain the name separated
0: and added the A. I don't know how much truth there is to that. Well, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, that lineage of rapists and murderers just ended when you took the A away, right? (laughs) So, David, David, uh, we understand that you are, uh, right now, your current full-time job is being a home inspector, right? And you work on the Charleston area
2: charleston
0: that is
2: correct <laughs> charleston charleston he's clearly not from the charleston area
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about uh that area and and, and a little bit about yourself yes yeah, so, well the area you know charleston
3: very historic place um it, it's absolutely been booming um
1: really the last 10 years but especially the last uh five i would say uh, <laughs> almost doubled in population, it seems. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some
3: benefits to that, of course, and, and a lot of downfalls of that as well. We've had to deal with some traffic issues, some infrastructure issues, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, Charleston's a great place to live. It's, uh, especially if you're a history buff like myself, um, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot of great food here. There's, you know, as you know, a lot of great golf courses, um, lots of history, uh, beautiful homes, beautiful architecture and i've been very fortunate to to work uh in in the construction inspection industry uh for a long time uh, i actually worked for the city of charleston uh, as a municipal code inspector for about eight years before i started my own uh, private inspection company about five years ago uh and before that i, I did geotechnical engineering uh, foundation design that sort of thing so been in the business for
1: for quite some time and uh it's it's really been a treat to get to see a lot of the 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 guts if you will of these old
3: historic houses down here and um i've been in a lot of
2: them so (laughs) it's a lot to see i am super jealous i went to college of charleston so i lived down there and grew up close to charleston and um it's definitely one of my favorite cities and every time i visit and i look at those houses it's always want to go in them and explore so you get to do that on a daily basis pretty much
3: yeah i don't get to go into the old historic houses uh, as much now you know unless somebody buys one these days <laughs> so that's not very common um uh considering how much they cost and what kind of investment that is but uh with the city you know as a municipal inspector a lot of those old houses are constantly being renovated mm-hmm. um and just some of them have been renovated over 20 times you know in the past 100 years and uh With that, we would do municipal
0: inspections in the houses and get to go in and out uh, pretty much on a daily basis. But now, I may get to go in one about once or twice a month, but uh, I've I've seen most of them. So David, um, trying to tie it up, what we see here in Chapin and and in Columbia, South Carolina to what you have been through in Charleston. Charleston. Um, If you could do it again, because we see a lot of growth Right here, maybe not at the same rate at Charleston, but it's definitely there. It's getting
2: there.
0: So, if you could do things over again, what would be your main focus for us? As far as um, controlling infrastructure, controlling the the growth. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, growth is is. With, with its uh, ups and downs um, if I could start over
3: and do it again I would I would uh, get to know more real estate agents off the bat uh, it, that, that took a while um, I started working with one or two agents right off the bat that uh, just friends of mine and then friends of friends and word of mouth spread pretty quickly and I honestly didn't do any marketing for myself at all besides making a little website
1: um, I would have gone back little more effort into my marketing game, um, put a little
3: time and, and money and maybe hired someone to help with marketing because that, that was the biggest thing for me was getting off the ground and capitalizing on the growth um, as it just basically exploded right in front of me. Um, looking back, I could have probably almost doubled uh, you know my first year uh, uh, inspections if, if I would have done that. So, you know, that, that's something that I always kind of regret is, is not putting more effort into marketing myself or marketing my business. Um,
0: yep, that makes sense. When yep.
3: things are growing around you, you got you to gotta jump on top
2: of it any way you can. And I think so many of us who are, you know, small business owners, when we're starting out, we don't really think of ourselves as a business owner and launching a business. It's more just get to work and start trying to make money. Um, so Absolutely. I
3: can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And that's exactly what, especially in the inspection business, because it, it requires, you know, a lot of knowledge of what you're doing, of course, but
0: it also requires a lot of tools, specialty tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go out you, 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 say, Oh, I got to buy a new drone. Uh, it's kind of fun. You know, all these toys as my wife likes to call them. <laughs> um,
3: and you get kind of caught up in, in getting all of that formulated when, really you should be concentrating a little more on, on getting the word out there to, to the people. But it's kind of a catch-22 because you can't get the word
0: out unless you're doing the work that people can see the work you're doing and Absolutely. Uh, appreciate it and spread the word. So, and back to your inspections so and you, and the tools that you use. I'm, I'm curious about all the stuff that you can find in 100-year-old houses that you do over there in Charleston. Uh, <laughs> 6,000, 7,000 square feet, all these old plantation homes. Any stories that you want to share?
3: I see some cool stuff, and I've, I've been in some
0: uh, dangerous situations. Oh really? So, for example? Uh, one of the things we have to look out for are cisterns. Oh yeah. And if, if you're not familiar with what a cistern is,
3: uh, you, you might want to learn that before you go crawling around under a hundred-year-old house.
0: What is that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a water reservoir.
3: Mm-hmm. So, so they would get their water from the cistern which would be located under the house and some of them are the size of a swimming pool you know giant swimming pools some of them are relatively small but in some cases they're covered up by only a vapor barrier, a piece of plastic and uh, if you're not careful you can fall down <laughs> inside of one uh, which I've almost done a couple times. A lot of them are, are sealed with concrete, they'll fill them up with concrete and you know be done with them but it gets a little creepy down there um I, f- I found some really cool historic items under houses before some some uh kids skates from the 20s uh that strapped onto their shoes it was really cool hadn't found any slave tags yet those are um kind of the prize of, of what to find uh down there hadn't found any human remains
1: <laughs> <in the laughs> uh,
2: that's a good thing
3: i've i've seen uh cannonball Damage done to rafters in, in the attics of some of these older houses that were standing during the war. Um, but probably for me, one of the coolest things to see in some of these older houses is the construction method they used to, to raise these big uh, rafters and how they constructed the uh, ceiling frame or the roof framing. I mean, is they built a big scaffolding on the outside, you know, these three or four story houses. And of course, they didn't have any radio communication back then, so the guys at the top had no way of really communicating with guys on the bottom, of it, unless they're just yelled at them. So what they would do is they would carve Roman numerals and markings on these big rafters mm. to mark where they would connect to each other. So when they were hoisted up to the top, the workers at the top would know exactly which pieces to put where. And still today, I'll go up in, in the attic with the, you know the same construction. Uh, are the same, you know, rafters and and, uh, construction numbers up there. And you can see the carvings of the Roman numerals are are still there intact from the 1700s, 1800s, and even older in some cases. So that's very interesting.
2: That's really cool. That's
0: pretty cool. Dave, I I know that you're a musician as well. (laughs) I am. Tell me a little bit about the. I, I know the music in Charleston is a, a big thing. They have a good, good, solid scene in there. Tell me a little bit about your band and what you do and how do you manage to do so many things? How, how many hours is your day? Uh,
3: yeah, so Charleston is a we call it a cultural melting pot of musicians. Um, it's it's absolutely amazing just to see how many different professional level musicians are here and how talented they are. You, you'll see a guy one night playing upright bass with a jazz quartet. And then you, two nights later, you'll see the same guy playing an electric bass with a rock and roll band. Um, and the same with drummers. And if you can play an instrument professionally, you, you can have a five night a week job in Charleston. There's, there's plenty of music, great music scene. Um, as far as my background goes, I, you know, I grew up playing guitar and, drums and, you know, whatever I can get my hands on. Um, and when I went to the Citadel, uh, kind of everybody and their brother played guitar. So I wanted to try something different. I got into bluegrass music and, uh, what we call gypsy jazz or swing jazz, uh, David Grisman quintet Django Reinhardt kind of stuff. And I wanted to play the mandolin, uh, kind of like David Grisman. So I started playing the mandolin, learned how to play bluegrass. Long story short, uh, Got into a couple of bluegrass bands and and have been playing ever since. Um, my big band that I helped form, uh, I think six years ago now, it's called The Traveling Kind. And we're,
1: I guess we call ourselves uh, Red Dirt Americana. I guess if Hank Williams Sr. and the Allman Brothers had a baby, that would kind of
3: be us. <laughs> uh that's a lot of fun it's a six piece
1: band um electric instruments drums electric guitars uh i play the electric mandolin and the tenor guitar in that band and uh we got our second album coming out pretty soon but you know we're all
3: growing up we all have kids now and we can't live in a van and travel the country like we used to uh pre-kids so we're it's kind of a weekend warrior musician type thing for us now but it's still fun. You know, we, we have a blast doing it. We get to meet interesting people. Uh, still travel a little bit, go out of town and play. You know,
0: maybe I'll come play at your party for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Let's do that.
2: He'll get you on the books. Well, so I, I still am curious about the whole home inspections. Um, how have you seen, do you feel like the, home inspection industry has changed since you got into it Um, because I know just for me with real estate, you know, when I first started, you were talking about tools. I don't feel like the home inspectors came out with many tools. It was more just, you know, what they could see. Whereas now, you know, we're seeing people use infrared, you know, testing for moisture and like you mentioned drones. So talk to me a little bit more about, the tools you use and in your process, especially in these older homes.
1: Yeah. So
3: that's, that's uh, you know, it right on the head. So the, the, the tools allow us to, and I'll and say see because we know, we both know that the you know, inspection is visual, uh, primarily visual, but that's not always the case because we do use uh, tools such as moisture meters. I have a pretty sophisticated one that can actually detect moisture up to about five inches below the surface. Uh, so that's used around toilet sinks, under windows, places that you wouldn't immediately observe any damage or any uh, obvious moisture. Uh, this device can tell me if it's back there, um, and it can help me find the source, which it comes in handy a lot.
1: Because, uh, you know, water takes the uh, path of least resistance, mm-hmm. and where it ends up in the is always where it started. Um, infrared cameras, yeah, I use a thermal camera that helps a bunch. I kind of have to be careful how
3: you word that because it doesn't allow me to see through the wall like Superman. But it does allow me to see heat signatures and and cold signatures that would indicate uh, something there that would warrant further investigation. So as the technology gets better and better, and most importantly, less expensive, Um, when I first started, uh, like I mentioned earlier, doing geotechnical engineering, we did soils inspections and site inspections. Um, You know, we didn't have these sophisticated cell phones with cameras on them. We had to take pictures with a digital camera, go back to the computer, download them, you know, individually put them in the report. I mean, the report took hours and hours and hours. Whereas now I do the report on site and nine times out of 10, my client gets the report before I even leave the inspection. Um, You know, that's a huge time saver there. Uh, and, And like I said earlier, the equipment, being more affordable, uh, the first thermal camera I used was 5000 close to $6,000, wow. and that, you know, now the one I use, I can get for 500 bucks, and it's just as good as that one 10 years ago. So that allows more people to kind of get into it, it allows uh, us to work more efficiently um, and uh, provide our clients with as much information as we can possibly give with a visual inspection and the drone is a lifesaver. You know, those 1800s houses that are, uh, four stories and, and the pitch of the roof is yeah, like this. I'm not climbing that there's no way I don't have the equipment, but I want to at least be able to give my client an idea of what the condition of the roof is. So, you know, this drone can fly up there and take high definition pictures and zoom in and see Exactly what's going on up there and at least give me an idea uh, instead of just saying, hey, I couldn't find the roof. Sorry, you're, you're out of luck. You can hire a roofer. Um, same with crawl spaces. There's some crawl spaces that I wouldn't get in, and I'm you know I'm six two, 6'2", 180 pounds soaking wet, but there's a lot of tight spots you can't get into. Now we have crawl space rovers that can actually traverse the crawl space with a high-definition camera that I can manipulate with spotlights on it, so at least give me an idea of, is there mold, is there wood rod, is there, you know, termite damage, something that I would normally not be able to see and get to. Um, so, yeah, the technology has definitely changed in the
2: past uh, 10 years and, and helps us a bunch. That's pretty cool. So no. I have a, hold on, I mm-hmm. have a random question for you and you're going to laugh at me. But the thermal camera that you use. Is it like the same kind they use on ghost hunters to detect heat signatures?
1: It's, it's the same concept. It's, it's so, have
2: you detected any unnatural beings in any of these homes?
0: She's just scared of ghosts. I'm not afraid of ghosts. I am.
2: I am so intrigued by these older homes and the history. And so, let him let him tell me his story.
3: Yeah. I- I, I just kind of tap on it and make sure it's not malfunctioning, <laughs> just like the other way. I kind
2: of don't, don't want to know <laughs> there's something around me, especially down in a, in a cistern. <laughs> yes, yep.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> she
0: knew I was going to laugh about it. I knew you were going to laugh at me, but it's okay. Sorry.
2: right.
0: Yeah, just, I've been asked that before by clients on, on the side. They'll see me use it and say, is that the same
3: one they use on Ghost?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: So those cameras, you know, those thermal cameras, when you use it in old structures, old homes, that they don't have the same or anything as close as the same insulation type that they're using in new homes, uh, aren't you creating like unreal expectations to buyers? How do you how do you walk that fine line?
3: Yes, yeah, so there has to be um, a knowledge base there of, of what it is you're looking at and. Basic understanding of what the thermal imaging is telling you because there's there's a lot of uh, settings a lot of things that, that you have to be aware um, eminence is one of them so reflective material anything
1: reflective uh, metal like right, ductwork stuff like that will give you a
3: false reading it looks like it's either hot or cold when actually it's just reflecting uh, an image back to the sensor and it takes a little bit of education to, to know what you're looking at, because any anybody that's never used one before goes out there and just starts looking around with it. Yeah. It's going to may think the world's crumbling down <laughs> if, if they don't know what they're looking at. Um, so yeah, there is kind of a a basic need or a need to, to educate the, the client that, Hey, it's an older house. insulation may not be as good, especially it has original windows, wooden windows. You see all the, the leaks around the windows. Um, or any penetration in, in the home at all really uh but yeah it's a good point because you know you, you look at it a couple times and go wait a minute is that a water leak but that's why we back it up with with other tests so you see something that's suspicious you then use another tool to either verify or um you know throw it out so if i see something that looks like moisture behind a wall well the next thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take my moisture meter and i'm gonna I'm gonna check it non destructively and if I get a reading then I'll use even a different device that actually you know probes up inside of the wall and can get an actual moisture reading from from behind there. So the the use of
0: multiple tools with the thermal camera is very important for that reason. Cool. Cool. But well, that's that yeah. are those your favorite houses to inspect? The old ones, or you're like, no, nah, just give me a new construction
2: and <laughs> press the easy button. <laughs> The fee for those are definitely my favorite <laughs> uh,
3: because they take all day. Um, and, and yeah, there's something about uh, you kind of you kind of form a. I know this sounds strange and and, and not in a sexual way, but you, you find you, you form a relationship with the structure. You kind of got to get to know it. How is it breathing? How is it? You know, how's it moving? What are the sounds that it's making, if any? Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of a. In other words, I spend the first 20 minutes walking around, just kind of opening doors, flipping switches, going backwards against my tracks, looking to see how everything connects, how the walls connect, um, how the windows are laid out, just kind of getting to know the house, you know? So with those old historic houses, you do get this feeling that that you're a part of something bigger than just this cookie-cutter house that was thrown up in three months down the street. uh, that has no history,
2: and, and no, nothing wrong with those houses. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, it's it, it's a great feeling, honestly. So I think we need to schedule for his next inspection at a historic home for you and I to go down and be on site. Oh, that'd
0: be cool. Yeah, and we're... then and,
2: and do it on a day you're playing, and then we can come here. You play.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, we'll go to the That's beach. Awesome. Yeah. Listen, we're going to scale a full day with you, David, so we're going to do the inspection early in the morning. That's right. Then we're going to play some golf, and then we're going to go, go hang out on the beach, and then watch you playing at night. Man, you got we can, we can get on the boat and go do some fishing. Oh, Even good. better. We're going to need a 48-hour day, that's for sure, to spend it with you, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure talking to you, David. which usually they are. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, most homeowners I run into that own these historic houses are are proud of the history of the home. And a lot of cases they'll share with me all the information they have. Um, I always take it to the next level and get as much information of the historical date of the home to share with the client if they haven't already done so. Um, what's the oldest Most buyers buying these houses, take the time to learn what the house is and who owned it in the past. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's it's fun to learn,
1: you know, famous people in the past who, who lived in these houses. So,
2: I would love that. Yeah. That that makes me really
0: excited. <laughs> and, 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 so I did, did one a couple weeks ago that uh, Samuel Morse
3: lived in for about
2: eight years. And if you're not familiar with Samuel Morse, he invented Morse code. Yeah.
0: Wow. That so, is so neat. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> they had all his, uh, his annotations through the wall, just like the... Roman <laughs> numerals. <laughs> hey, and and quick question, because uh, we're running out of time. But uh, we mentioned historical here and there. What's the oldest? What age are we talking about? What's like uh, uh, the oldest house you've been into? The oldest oldest build date uh,
2: so far was sixteen
3: eighty seven. This is the
0: oldest. This is crazy! Wow. Dude, I was thinking like we were talking about the 1800s, 1600s, and those houses still up and running?
2: Yeah, (laughs) they're going to be there forever. (laughs) As my grandmother would say, they don't make them like they used to. (laughs) Not
1: even close. I mean,
3: you think about what that house has survived, uh, massive fires, a major earthquake, Earthquake.
0: a war, um, countless hurricanes, many of which aren't even on record um and still there just fine 1600 yeah. that's that's yeah that's 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 insane david yeah, <laughs> yeah see, the average i would say mid 1700s late 1700s a
3: lot of 1800s early 1800s but uh there's a big area of charleston where the you know big development you know, happened in, in the mid 1700s where there's a large portion of homes and
0: I've gotten to where you, I can drive by and look at one now and tell you within about 20 years when it was built. <laughs> wow, that is so cool, man! That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're definitely going to do that. We're yes. going to spend a full day with you looking at all houses. That that sounds good. He's so excited. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> a lot of fun. And then we'll go and and hear you. Yes. Playing at your band. Yeah. Uh, I heard a couple yeah, of chirps. They're pretty. pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, we're having. Our our second album uh, at the charleston poorhouse uh,
0: i think it's second weekend in august I, I shouldn't know that date right now but i don't but um but I, i'll get it over to you so sure you man that yes. plan weekend that weekend. just let us know we are a 30 minutes down south field trip that's
1: right <laughs> there you go y'all can come spend uh more than 30 minutes down <laughs> we thank will, you so
2: much for your time this was very interesting i enjoyed it
0: absolutely i enjoyed it as well and thank you all for
2: having me
0: on today all right thank you david take care that was fun yeah yes. we definitely i definitely want to go and check out one of those houses hey 1600
2: i know i know it's crazy
0: i didn't even know that um a house at all i mean i understand a temple or something you know but but a residential a home that has to go through every single day use you know not necessarily the type of maintenance that the uh, temple for but example. they were
2: built differently then
0: i know i know i know when when i used to live in new york city you i will see some of those that were like really old but most of those are gone you know what i mean like, yeah uh they just replace it the just fact that there is no really uh uh preservation agency that will come and tell you, hey, you cannot get rid of your uh, house and and rebuild your house, you know, like it's, it's on your own and that you have been passing that from family to family or from new buyer to new seller to new buyer. Well, now it is. I mean,
2: those, those houses are highly regulated now. Well,
0: now, but you know, it wasn't like that in the early 1900s. It wasn't like that. And that's what I'm saying. You know, you're talking about at least, Four hundred years, three hundred and fifty years of free for all, and nobody and and and, and they're and,
2: still there. And
0: they're still there. We'll definitely have to go. Yeah. Um, we anyway, hope you
2: enjoyed this as much as we did.
0: I di- I did, and 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 that's why you know we're friends, and we know a lot of really good inspectors in this area, and we're probably going to bring some. But it was hard to try to decide, all right, which one are we going to bring because they're, they're at least the ones that we work with. Um, they're pretty good, and uh we didn't want to create that hey, let's work with my inspector or your right. inspector or the other inspector that we have a good relationship and leave somebody else outside. so I think that this it
2: was good to get a different viewpoint of what we see every day as well
0: I agree, I agree and um and I think that David did a great job and, he did. and you're familiar with that date name too, right yeah David's so, so, like, <laughs> so you're like feeling right at home <laughs> That's interviewing right. him. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, if uh, anything, uh, anything that you want to add, I don't
2: think so. I enjoy. I, I do.
0: I do. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Ghost hunters, not
2: ghostbusters. Ghost hunters. You should watch it. It's, it's good. Fiction. It's Ghost, not.
0: ghost hunters. Ghostbusters. There's no way you can find a ghost with any.
2: We're gonna call David and go searching with his infrared camera. He
0: even said that that doesn't happen.
2: He didn't say that doesn't happen. Listen, there is
0: a difference. He said he
2: taps the screen, hoping it's malfunctioning, and he looks away.
0: Allison. We will report back
2: on this after we went to vi- after we go visit him.
0: Don't believe everything you see in television.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks guys.
0: Thanks for listening. See you next time.